just wanted to begin by sharing something that we've been uh, working on and uh, praying about uh, in the pastoral team, Rezai and Florence and the dear ones who help us. We've got Mary who helps us a lot. And even, 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 even Simon, who helps us a lot, we, they, they, they come in, they put their heads together and really storm and challenge us in so many, so many aspects. And I thank God. I thank God for them and for all the input. So I just wanted to share something about hope as we are Hope Community Church, West London. That, you know, what is our mission and what is our vision? It is something that I want to place before us because... Uh, there is a story I read in the Word of God, and that is uh, of Jacob. When he went to Laban, and they were supposed to part, and it reached a time for him to move, and there was a, a blessing that was given to him. So Laban puts it across that, you know, and uh, you know, I think it's Jacob who say, you know, of the cows, the cows that as they give birth. Whatever will give speckled, you know, that is spotted, the spotted, spotted, you know, with spots all over and multicolored, I would say, he says those ones will be, I think mean, those ones will be Jacob's, but any other, any other will not be, will not be his. So what Laban did is, he decided to bring, you know, the cows that were, you know, of one color. To make sure that the chances of them giving birth to spotted, you know, multicolored uh, animal, there was very little chance of that happening. So he brought one colored animals and gave them to to Jacob. Go grace those ones. So the ones that give birth to calves that are spotted, they already have got spots and different colors. Those ones are yours, but otherwise the rest are mine. And God sort of gave Jacob an idea. I believe it is the Spirit of God that gave him that idea. And he, he went and he made a background where the cows used to go to drink. That is the cows that were expecting. He picked out the ones that used to be, look to be strong when they are expectant. Those are the ones that he kept placing aside. You know that the calf that is coming out of that one is going to be a strong one. So he put those ones aside. And he brought them before that background. He made a background of spotted, you know, of multicolored. He, he made the background to be a multicolored where they are drinking place where they used to go to drink their, their, their well, where they used to go to drink. So while they are drinking, they will be looking at that particular multicolored, multicolored background over and over. And it is said that while they were drinking, also Jacob's eyes were fixed on, those, on that particular background. Of that particular color, you know, there was the grace and the faith he had. What I am seeing is going to become a reality. It will be made manifest in these particular animals. As I've always said, I've always taken it. It must have been a prompting of the spirit for him to have done that. And in due time, when the animals started to give birth, strange enough, every single one of them was even giving birth. To a, a, a calf that was multicolored in line with the background because it had been placed before their eyes. Remember what God tells Joshua. This book of the law, this word of God, it will not depart from before your eyes. You will you know, meditate on it day and night. That means it will ever always be before you. And he said, and so shall you make, look to, to make sure that you do according to what is before your eyes continually, because then you will make your way prosperous. 
Those were some interesting nuggets that, you know, the Lord gives unto, jo unto Joshua at that time. And, you know, Jacob had done that. He got the victory because that background maintained that picture before even the animals. They brought forth what he desired. Joshua had a victorious walk because he kept the word that God had given him continually before his eyes. Whether he's reading it or not, it, it doesn't matter. He made sure it kept it before. The Jewish people, they had this culture. God had told them they would write the scriptures on the belts, even on the belts of their, you know, the belts that they have around, so that as they go, maybe when they are, whatever they are, they can remove the belt and be able to look at the scripture and be able to see what is the scripture saying. Not waiting only on the Sabbath day to hear it read in the, in the synagogue or whatever, but always with it. They were, they were to write it on their doorposts. They were to write it some places in their houses so that they can always look at the word and make the word continually you know, alive in their mind over and over again. And Hope Community Church, I encourage you. I desire each one of you, those ones who are here and those ones who are online, I desire each one of you to be men and women who are grounded and rooted on this word of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You will not be shaken by anything that comes your way. Whether you are alone or you are with somebody, it will not make a difference. Why? Because this word is a sure support and it's a sure hammer of victory when you have it in your hand and in your spirit and in your life. Don't disregard this word. We live in a generation where people love every other thing. We love our TV. We love our, our, the programs on the TV. We love the sports. We love, name it, all these particular things. And they can occupy 99.99. Alex was saying, yeah, you know, Sharon did 99.999. And how many times some of us, in our, you know, even in our individual lives, you find all these other things occupying 99.9999999999 of our time. And the word of God occupies 0 0.0000000000001. And we expect to see God at work in our lives. And when challenges come in our way, the one thing we think of, oh, Pastor, I'll call Pastor to pray for me. I'll call brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so to pray for me. But God is looking at you as an individual. God is a one-on-one -on -one person, praise the Lord. As much as he incorporates all of us, he has a unique relationship with each one of you. And he wants you to relate to him in a unique and a special way that victory, you can sing victory whether you are alone or you are with many, it doesn't matter. You will have the victory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he longs for you and longs for me, longs for your family. That's why he wants you to fight for your wife, fight for your husband, fight for your children as you seek the face of God. Why? Because he expects you to stand and be that victorious man or woman that the enemy will not toss you up and down. You know your stand, you know your place, you know what the word has said about you and you decide there is no way I'm letting go of this blessing of the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got a tricky enemy who always wants to, you know, to make, take us for a ride. But you must be allowed. So quickly, 
I just want us to, we shall put it on a roller poster, a roller poster like that one over there, or the one that is at the, at, at the cafe. But I desire that we're going to have these particular statements before our eyes because you are the one who is going to bring it to pass and make it to be a reality in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is going to use you as he uses me, every one of us. We are unique vessels in his hand to bring glory unto his holy name. And so the first one I will touch will be the, the, the mission, our mission statement. It is, we, we, we've we sort of tweaked it, and that is the mission statement of Hope Community Church West London, as we've been building and coming up as a hope of the community of people, is to make disciples of all nations. I thank God that essentially it's being manifested in our DNA. We've got people from all, all over the world that are part and parcel of this particular church, be it Europe, be it United Kingdom, be it the Americas, be it the islands of the seas, be it Asia, be it Africa, be it the Caribbeans. You've got those representatives in this particular church. Some are here now, others are not here, um, some are online. And it is a, a signature of what the Lord is in, indicating for us to do. He's placed you as a door for your region or for your area or for your community to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And he's teaching them the ways of Jesus, building a community of hope. Why? Because hope does not disappoint. Praise the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And I pray that, you know, as you look at that, we shall print some of these things that are make new bookmarks to have every individual have them. Let us be able to put it before eyes. I want to make disciples because that's what the mission God is placing upon my heart. The mission that God has placed upon our community as a church. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are intended to buy a, a mobile, a mobile, a mobile, uh, what do you call it, a mobile a baptistry. Because this one is too small, we couldn't build one here. It is, it is too small for us. So I intend us to buy a, a mobile one. I want us to be baptizing people outside there, or even we'll be putting it here and dunk people inside the particular water in line with that particular, in line with that particular command, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe in full immersion. We will not sprinkle you with water. We will dunk you into the water just like Jesus Christ was immersed by, by, by John the Baptist in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. And we continue to teach you that is the ways of the Lord Jesus and to build a community of hope, men and women, who will bless this place with the light and with the hope of God. And over and above that, then we have our vision. The vision that we have come up is that to be a dynamic, each one of us, to be, a, to be dynamic, spirit-filled, we not just to be religious that you know we you know okay I believe no we want just as Paul went to Ephesus and he asked them did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed meaning they had believed but they had not had an encounter of being spirit filled and so I want us to be a, a, a dynamic church spirit filled every one of us impacting our local communities and the nation and the world with the love and the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of those things are only done and enabled by the power of the Spirit of the living God. And it's what I wanted to be praying, Father, I want to be a dynamic Christian. I want to be spirit-filled in the name of Jesus. I don't want the issue of spirit-filled to be in a, a word, just saying that you know, I'm spirit-filled, but I want to experience the infilling of the Spirit, and I want to see manifested in my life as I affect, impact my community, my family, and all the people around me in the name of Jesus. And not only that, Small as we are, 
we must impact the United Kingdom, the whole nation, in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, who has despised the day of small things? You are not small here in Perivale. Praise the Lord. You are very unique and special for the whole of the United Kingdom. You will make a difference for this particular land. That's why the Lord has placed you here for a time like this one in Jesus' name. And that is with the love of God and with the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. And finally, remember our motto. It remains the same. To love, to accept, to honor every person as they are. Hallelujah. Turn around and tell your brother, sister, I love I accept you. I honor you as you are. Come on, tell somebody. And you online, you can always, you know, speak it out. The Lord hears as you speak it across unto us in the name of Jesus. Well, that is our motto, to love, to accept, and to honor every person as they are. We, will do, we don't consider to be insignificant in any way. That's why we say we connect, we grow, and we go. It is in that particular aspect of loving one another, accepting one another, and honoring one another just as they are. That's how God deals with us. He does not tell you you must cut your ear because I don't like the way your ear is looking so that I may be able to love you when your ear has been chopped off. No, he, even if my ears were that huge, he will still love me the way I am in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Imagine he loves me with my loud voice. I make a lot of noise to him. And yet he accommodates me. He accommodates me with that huge loud voice and now you know, so much loud and noisy voice. He, he accommodates me all the same. Strange enough, from when I was small, I had a very shrill voice, a very shrill, high, high, sharp voice. Whatever the heavy one came from, he knows. But anyway, he has to accommodate it just like that. The same with you. He accommodates you just as you are. Let us love one another. Let us accept one another. Let us honor one another just as they are or as we are in Jesus' name. Amen. So that is our mission statement, that is our vision statement, that is our motto statement. And, and I want us, let us keep it before we, as I say, we shall put it on the roller coaster, poster and it will work out well for us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Don't forget, Alex and Sharon they and their families, they have decided to uh, treat us to uh, some, some nice food after the service. So you, with your coffee and whatever, don't forget. And those ones online, unfortunately, you'll miss, you'll miss this particular part of the blessing. But we shall take it for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we shall be blessed together. And you'll experience it as we enjoy it here. In Jesus' name. All for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, quickly, just briefly, I want us to share one thought for today. Then we shall be, we shall be through for, 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 for this afternoon or for this morning. There is We've been sharing, I've been sharing, at times I've been sharing about the testimony of the Lord. And remember what we say from the very outset. As he says in the book of Psalms and verse 19 about this particular testimony of the Lord. And why it is so important for you to have this particular testimony, to have this particular testimony to have this particular testimony with you at all times in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Sorry. 
We have read and we have said the word of God as it says in Psalms 19 and verse 7. That the law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. And the testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. That the testimony of the Lord gives us wisdom or makes us wise. It gives us insight. It gives us understanding. It opens our eyes to things that we may not have known or understood before. It enlightens us in the paths that we ought to take. There is the uniqueness and the power of the testimony of God. And he wants you to know it, to grasp it, to bless it. That's why he tells Joshua, let it ever always be before your eyes. It is the word of God is the testimony of God. And we say his testimony, because he is invisible, it is manifested in the dealings with men and women across the face of the earth. And so much so in the scripture, as you read the scripture, you see what he has done with other people. It gives you an indicator that is the way he is operating. And it enables you to position yourself so that you realize Abraham positioned himself in this way. Moses positioned himself in this way. Elijah positioned himself in this way. And they all experienced God's visitation. Jesus positioned himself this way. Apostle Paul positioned himself in this way. They experienced God's touch and God's blessing in their lives. And that will enlighten you that he is telling me something. I better position myself like they positioned themselves. Maybe he will show up in my arena. And sure enough, I can assure you, he will show up. In your case and in your family. If you will position yourself in line with the testimonies that he has given unto us in his word. And he encourages us. That's why I encourage you. Look at that word. Think about it. Meditate upon it. Look at what he's doing in other lives who, as they receive the blessing of God. Last time we remember us singing that chorus. Look what the Lord has done. Yeah, look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me. And it was just in time. I'm going to praise his name. His love is just the same. I'm going to praise him. Look what the Lord has done. The Lord has done many things in each one of our lives. And it is when you avail yourself that others can look and see. Look what the Lord has done. That's why we say, and that's why that vision, that mission, it is as they look at us, that they will be drawn to become disciples of this same Lord that we have given ourselves unto. So, we have said before, and actually I finish just with this final, I will finish with our, with our final aspect of, remember, uh, among the most important things we shared last time, that his testimony teaches us it teaches us many things. That's what we were touching on last time. What do we learn from the testimonies of God? And one of the things we learned was that the testimony teaches that all his works, every one of the works of God, are always done in the moment. You do not wait for those works to be done. That they have brought all of them together when they are fully packaged. And it is handed over to you in a full package. It is complete. 
It is like imagining that the way I am, I come out of my mother's womb, a full grown up man, you know, all with my white hair, my white beard, and my heavy voice. Never. I started with a small thing, grow up into like a small baby, then finally come out and cry there like a, 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 a completely insignificant thing, taken care of by mama all throughout all those years. Finally, after so many years, that's where I've reached where I am. That is how he works. He works in the moment, moment by moment. He does not bring the full package. And that's what he wants us to be alert on. Don't be discouraged. When you see that things have not worked out, no, they are working out. He's bringing it to pass. Don't throw in the towel and say, God does not love me. No, he loves you. He is working it out. The storms and the setbacks and the discouragements, all of them are part of the parcel of preparing you to be what he wants you to be. And that is, as you heed, the plan unfolds. As you heed, as you obey and as you say, okay, Lord, I will go through, the next door will open. As you go through that particular fire, you discover, oh, he's here. You didn't refuse and, you know, decide to bow to that particular idol. You are ready to fall into the fire and be burned. And that's when he shows up and you discover the, the ropes that were tying me, they were burned by the fire that was supposed to burn me. And I am free. I am walking complete with the Lord by my side. The testimony of the Lord. So the tears that we cry, they speak volumes unto him. But many times he does not stop those tears from coming down. He still wants those tears to come down. He says he puts them in his bottle. It's as if it's just like a remembrance. He looks at it and says, ah, yes, my child went through the valley of the shadow of death. I look how he or she cried. And look how he was so desperate, almost giving up. But he or she didn't lose faith. They held on, they held on, and they came through victorious. I said, look what I have done. Praise God. May the Lord look at you and declare, look what I have done. And one of the things that we read last time uh, was uh, in, in, uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And I will read that scripture once again, just to remind us once again, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse, uh, verse 2 and 3, where Paul Paul says, let me just confirm it is the one, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. Yeah, where he says, you are our letter or our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are a letter of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh. That is of the heart. You and I, we are letters that are being read. And that is the testimony of the Lord. So I want you to ask yourself, as you are seated there, we said last time, what kind of letter is being read? There has the Lord written a letter of a very angry man or a very angry woman. Has the Lord written a letter of a, a woman or a, a man who likes to gossip and slander? That is for me and for you to discuss, to decide. Has the Lord written a letter that, you know, um, that is always stabbing the hearts of the others? And when they look at me, they, they read, they, I'm stabbing Sarah, they, I'm stabbing Aliyah, they, I'm stabbing Caroline, I'm stabbing Nikki, I'm stabbing Michael. Because of the words that are coming out, we are a letter that is being read. 
That is the testimony that the Lord is placing forth. And I want you to ask yourself, what testimony is being read of me? When he says of the men or women who love the word of God, what testimony is being read of me? Can it be said that I truly love the word of God or it doesn't feature in my life? I only hear it when I come to the, to the church or something like that. That is for you and for me to decide. Now finally, at least the least thought I wanted to pass across unto us. The testimony of the Lord teaches us what he says in Proverbs chapter 2 verse, verse, uh, verse 11. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 11. And that's what I want to, uh, I will end as, as we look at just briefly at what does the Lord tell us in his testimony with this particular proverb. Listen to it. He says, discretion will preserve you. Discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you. He says, the discretion will preserve you and understanding will keep you. Now, one thing I want you to take note. What is discretion? In the normal dictionary, it says, one of the descriptions of discretion is behaving in a way to avoid revealing confidential information. Behaving in a way that, you know, to enable, avoid revealing confidential information. That is discretion. And the word of God tells us, discretion will keep you. Understanding, he said, understanding will do what? Understanding will, will, discretion will protect you. Understanding will keep you. There is protection and keeping that is found in this secret of discretion. And it's the thing that I want you to pick up as we move on. One of the things that we suffer from our present generation is we like glamour. We love pomp. Pomp, you know, everything that is there must come with pomp. And, you know, people must, <clears throat> must know who I am. And, you know, that, that is one of the greatest diseases that we suffer from our present, in our present generation. People must see who I am, what I have, what I drive, what I do, you know, all those particular, what type of house I have. Those are this glamour and pomp fanfare. It's one of the things that we, we, we love. Look at fashion, you know, celebrities come with all forms of fashions and people follow these particular fashions and name it up and down. But what about our God? There is something God is trying to tell us. Discretion will keep you. Praise God. You know, one of the things that made Satan fall from, from glory, it is a lack of discretion. Pride makes us not be discreet. The Bible says, because of the increase of his business and his commerce, he wanted to amass so much and make everybody know that I know and I have so much that he finally thought, I must go to the highest place and exalt myself above the Most High and sit in the place of the Most High. It brought his downfall. Discretion will protect you. Understanding will keep you. As the Lord works in your life, as the Lord blesses you, as the Lord orders your steps, Learn to be able to be discreet. Walk silently on the feet like the cat. Let them know you're, not know you're approaching. Praise the Lord. Don't walk like the horse. 
which you know, you know, ah, it is coming, it is coming, I better hide in advance. No, go like a cat. They will discover when you are already there, there's nothing they can do about it. Praise the Lord. All for the glory of God. And quickly, I'll look at Jesus. Look at the birth of Jesus. This is the sovereign Lord. This is the creator of the whole of the whole world. This is the King of Kings and the Lord, the Lord of Lords. But rea realize when He comes to when He comes to be born, when He comes to be born, something is says of Him that Mary brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. There was no glamour, there was no fanfare at his birth. The fanfare was in the spirit world. Only those that had spiritual eyes, the shepherds, managed to see the fanfare. When the whole heaven opened and the angels came, and the, no, no other guy in the whole of Israel, even the high priest, didn't have a clue of what a powerful fanfare was going on in the spirit. But in the physical, nothing happened. The poor guy has given birth to his son in, the, in the, where the cows, where the cows sleep and where the donkeys stay. That is where, you know, some certain poor guy called Joseph and another poor girl called Mary, they have given birth to their girl. small child. What a pity. That's exactly what was, must have been said. There was no room for them. No glamour, no pomp. And he did what happened. He has become the Lord of Lords. The king of kings. Every knee must bow to him. Every tongue confess. Jesus is Lord. Discretion will protect you. Understanding will keep you. That is the testimony of the Lord. Briefly, look at Elijah. In the book of, I think it is in 1 Kings. In the book of 1 Kings, I think chapter 19. Yeah, chapter 19, verse 11 up to 13. Something happens there. God promises Elijah he's going to reveal himself to him. Hear what he says. And he said, that is God saying to Elijah, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. Here, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. So it was when Elijah had that still small voice, he rubbed his face in a mantle and he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? There was a powerful wind. There was a powerful earthquake. It broke the stones and the rocks and, you know, everything was moving. Every tree, if there was any, it was broken as it passed by. A fire broke before fanfare and pomp and glamour that, you know, he is coming, is coming. No, the Lord was not in any of it. And finally, when order had come down, a voice appears, Elijah, what are you doing here? The testimony of the Lord. Be still in his presence. Hide yourself in that corner. Don't look for the pomp. Don't look for the fanfare. Don't look for the praise. He will 
appear to you in that quiet place, in that quiet corner, as you wait. In the name of Jesus Christ. The testimony of the Lord. Discretion will protect you. Understanding will keep you. Don't be the open display brother or sister. Don't learn to walk discreetly as the Lord grants you that grace in the name of Jesus Christ or for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Remember John the Baptist. Jesus remarked of him the greatest of all prophets. John the Baptist. He was even greater than Elijah. Greater than Moses. Greater than all the prophets that had ever been before. That's what Jesus says of him. But hear what it is said of John, of John the Baptist. It says that now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist. And he ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached saying, there comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to stoop down even to be able to lose. Hear how this mighty greatest prophet that ever was before Jesus. And Jesus himself, the Lord, is the one who proclaims of him. He says he was the greatest of all that had been born of women. That man, John the Baptist. Something unique about him. That the Lord confesses and testifies of him. And yet what it happens. The guy never went to get, get the sleek three piece. And to have some special, you know, some special outfit. So that I will impress all of you. I'm a man of God. No. The Bible says one, of you, one day you see me with a camel skin. You will chase me from here. You will say, I, Paul has gone crazy. Paul is mad. How can he have a camel skin? That's what the Bible says. The greatest prophet of all. He ate locusts. I don't know how many of you have ever tasted a locust. I have tasted a locust. But I don't know how many of you have tasted how locusts taste. That's what he lived on. And he lived in the wilderness. Not in the three five star hotels. He lived a poor, discreet life. But yet when he opened his mouth, the whole of Israel and Jerusalem followed him. They came to bow. The soldiers and what of you, they appeared before him to confess and repent. Why? Fire was coming out of his mouth. Because he had made an encounter with God. God wants you to make an encounter with him. Hope Community Church, West London. It is in the discreet place. It is as you be a man or a woman of understanding. At least of all, I want you to look at something that will make you think twice. After these ones, we are, we are through. In the book of First Kings and chapter 13, I want you to listen to this story. Just listen as I read the story. The word of God says, And behold, a man of God went from Judah to Bethel by the word of the Lord. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. Then he cried out against the altar, by the word of the Lord and say, that is the man of God saying, O altar, altar, thus says the Lord, behold a child, Josiah by name, shall be born to the house of David, and on you he shall sacrifice the priests of the high places who burn incense on you, and men's bones shall be burned on you. 
And he, he, uh, he gave a sign the same day saying, this is the sign which the Lord has spoken. Surely the altar shall split apart and the ashes on it shall be poured out. So it came to pass when King Jeroboam had the saying of the man of God who cried out against the altar in Bethel that he stretched out his hand from the altar saying, arrest him. Then the hand which he stretched out toward him withered so that he could not pull it back to himself. The altar also was split apart and, <coughs> and ashes poured out from the altar according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. Then the king answered and said to the man of God, Please entreat the favor of the Lord your God and pray for me that my hand may be restored to me. So the man of God entreated the Lord, and the king's hand was restored to him and became as before. Then the king said to the man of God, Now listen, come home with me and refresh yourself, and I will give you a reward. But the man of God said to the king, If you are to give me half your house, I will not go in with you, nor will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. Listen very clearly. For so it was commanded me by the word of the Lord saying, You shall not eat bread nor drink water nor return by the same way you came. So he went another way and did not return by the way he came to Bethel. Notice he has revealed a secret that was between him and God. God told him what he must not do. God told him, go do this. He didn't tell him to tell the king and, and to announce it. This is what the Lord has told me, that I am to become the greatest prophet of all in the whole of the United Kingdom. I hope you are getting me. Hear what he says in verse 11. Now an old prophet dwelt in Bethel, and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. They also told their father the words which he had spoken to the king. And their father said to them, Which way did he go? For his sons had seen which way the man of God went when he came, uh, you know, he came from Judah. Then he said to his sons, Saddle a donkey for me. So he saddled a donkey for, they saddled a donkey for him and he rode on it and went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak, an oak tree. Then he said to him, are you the man of God who came from Judah? He said, I am. Then he said to him, come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I cannot return with you nor go with you. Neither can I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. For I have been told by the word of the Lord, you shall not return by, uh, return by going the same way you came. He said to him, now the old man says to him, I am true and a prophet as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord saying, bring him back with you to your house that he may eat bread and drink water. He was lying to him. So he went back with him. And ate bread in his house and drank water. Now it happened 
as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back. And he cried out to the man of God who came from Judah saying, Thus says the Lord, because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord and have not kept the command which the Lord your God commanded you, but you came back, ate of bread and drank water in the place of which the Lord said to you, Eat no bread and drink no water. Your corpse shall not come to the tomb of your fathers. So it was after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk, that he saddled the donkey for him, and the prophet whom he had brought back, that is the prophet whom he had brought back. When he was gone, a lion met him on the road and killed him. And his corpse was thrown on the road, and the, don the donkey stood by it. The lion also stood by the corpse. I hope you have heard the story. The testimony of the Lord. That is in the word of God to teach us. Don't display all your cards before men and women. Don't display what the Lord reveals unto you unless he has told you, go reveal it. Are you hearing me? Don't go to lay open the things about your family outside there to try to show people what kind of family you have unless the Lord has told you to do so. Don't go opening up to anybody even if they say, I am the prophet of God. That I am also a man of God. Don't. Unless he, the spirit of the Lord, has spoken to you and has told you. Don't be hoodwinked by any man or any woman who spiritualizes himself in one or another to make you think that he or she is special in the eyes of God. No. Listen to the Lord your God. He is on the inside of your spirit and of your heart. He will witness to your spirit by his testimony and by his word. And you will know, yes, that is the Lord that is speaking to me. I will obey his voice. Discretion will protect you. Understanding will keep your heart. Father, in Jesus' name, we worship you and we bless you. May you fill us with your anointing and with your revelation. May we be a people who will learn to walk in the fear and in the knowledge of God. May your spirit rest upon your sons and your daughters that we may learn the testimonies of God and we may be able to grasp the truth that your testimonies are giving unto us. May we be a people of hope. May we be the light of God in this place and in this nation as you call us for the glory of your wondrous name. Father, you know the needs of your children. I commit each one of them into your holy hands. That cry that is coming from the heart of your child, be it sickness, be it a physical need, be it a financial need, be it a relational need, be it a mental need or a psychological need. Father, I ask, this afternoon, open the palm of your right hand, O Father. Let the desire of everyone be met this afternoon in the name of Jesus. Let your healing flow out to minister unto each one in Jesus' name. And so as we go into this week, I bless you people. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And the Lord establish you in his shalom. Thank you.